0: Shut up, and sit down. Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to a new episode of Third Shift. This is, in fact, the 270th episode of Third Shift. I am one of your hosts, the uncouth, the weirdo, the freakazoid, Mr. Eric. And with me today is the inglorious bastard the former the shaper of clouds some call him a god i don't know if it's true maybe it is but it's true it's true he says it's it's true true. so it must be true because a god only would state the truth it's mr matt he's here today with me and this strange weird episode of middle of nothing here we are mr matt how's the week been what have you been up to what's going down in this world
1: Oh, I've just been forming and shaping clouds Form over here. Just hang clouds. hang on a minute. Let me let me get oh. some
0: Oh there. It goes. It's nice oh, and fluffy. Beautiful. And it's beautiful. Oh, Where's it's that wonderful. one going? Where's that one going, Matt? Where's it going?
1: You have to find out. Oh. No. I shaped it like a I shaped like a bunny rabbit. You All see right. it
0: floating around
1: near bunny you. That's there you go, the cloud listeners. I made, everybody.
0: If you see a rabbit in the clouds, you know where it came from. The shaper himself sent it your way. To... So joy, you know? Have, a, have Absolutely. a chill day.
1: That's what I'm here for. I'm here to Put smiles on faces, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of things put smiles on my faces this week. First of all, Yakuza like a dragon. I've been insane, going nuts with that game. Like every night, I play it for like five hours. It's freaking ridiculous. If you want to know more about it, I went into even more crazy detail on the watch play in third shift, which we also recorded this week. Check that out, patreoncom me. I don't know what it is about that game. Like, the story's good. I enjoy the story. I progressed a few more things in the story and found characters from the mainline series dipping in and I pumped my fists and I went, oh, hell yeah. Like last night, I literally pumped my fists and went, yes, yeah, oh, yes. And my favorite thing. They did my favorite thing. If you've ever watched my Yakuza streams, you know what I'm talking about. Big brawl brawling battle and then big hardcore story moments. And I went, oh, man, it's so cool. Wow, awesome. I can't wait to the next story moment. Except I also want to just Run around town and fight stuff, because for some reason, that turn-based battle system, there's nothing flashy about it. There's nothing big. It's not like super streamlined like Persona 5 Royal or anything, but something about it. When I play it, it just feels good. So even if I'm getting in a thousand fights as I go from point A to point B on the map, I don't ever want to skip them. I don't want to put on the item, because I do have that item where it says no enemies in the street, so you can just run around willy-nilly. But I run around willy-nilly, and I just fight everything. And then I run into ridiculous sub-stories, like the one, you know, those little clicker things? Like, if you're watching how many people are coming through a gate? Oh, yeah. A sub-story about a dude who had one of those clicker things, and, like, his arm's going numb. He can't do his clicking anymore, so he needs you to do it. And it's ridiculous, and it starts out super over-the-top and crazy, and then it gets, like, super emotional by the end of it. And I went, this is the perfect Yakuza sub-story. It's ludicrous, You do a strange thing, weird stuff happens while you're doing the strange thing, and it's like, oh, touching thing, and maybe I'm going to pass the torch. Oh my goodness, what a wonderful game, what a wonderful experience. But just like you're going to talk about with a game you're going to talk about, it takes me too long to play it. All I want to do is just waste time in that game. I'm never going to beat it. I'm just going to waste time in it forever. But that's okay, because there's another game that just today I downloaded the update for animal crossing new horizons yes i do still play it every day even though i don't mention it on the podcast and if i skip a day then i time travel back and i do that day and then i do the normal day but it came out with its 2.0 update the november update it's here it's finally here every single thing in it is so wonderful i haven't even gotten to all the things but the things that i you know I, i vaguely remember from the presentation oh yeah you can do like morning calisthenics in the plaza. oh it's so charming and cute and fun Oh, you go on a little boat tour to this other island. And Captain, he sings sea shanties to you as you go. It's Animal Crossing E's, it's not real words, but it's like, yeah, I'm on this, I'm cruising. And you're going and you see the beautiful sunset in the background. You go to this island and it's like Southern Hemisphere Island. So there's palm trees and shiny things and vines growing. Everything's so new and shiny and amazing. It's wonderful and beautiful. I just want to play that all the time now. So two games that I just want to play all the time. And another thing that I wanted to experience more of, I went to the movies. Of course, over the weekend, went and saw Dune. What a fantastic time. What a fantastic movie. And I realized it was about 30 minutes into it. Like, I was excited to go see Dune because I love the books. I love the original movie. I was excited for it. But 30 minutes in, I went, I, I had this thought in my brain. And I went, I can't believe I'm watching a Dune movie in the theaters and it's so good. I can't believe I get to see something that's this good. I can't believe it. And I went, this it made me enjoy the movie even more. Because I was like, my my secret hype that I had kept like in my heart under lock and key in case it was bad, it it burst out and my heart exploded and it leapt up to the screen and it went, Mwah! I love you, Dune. And that's that was me. It was great. What a wonderful time.
0: Since you talked about Dune, I'll just tie mine in with yours too. I also watched Dune. I didn't see it in the movies like you did, though. You got to see the ultra experience, the whole thing, big screen, the the noise, the music, all the all the hype. I watched it on HBO Max. Now I watch it on my cool mid you know my big grade razors with the seven point one fake round sound whatever on my laptop. I still enjoyed the hell of it. I also. Watched it in three parts, not just one part. So it's like, as you joked, like a mini series for me instead of, yeah. like, an actual just straight-up movie. And I got to agree, it was just good. Like, the whole time, I'm just like, this captures how I felt when I was reading it. Mm-hmm. And as I told you, I do think, of course, you do lose some of the reading because you can't get in their head. Like you do in the books where their thoughts are just getting thrown at you time and time again. And you're getting to see all these different perspectives and the in-depth you know, craziness that you get from reading. I'm not a snob. I'm not going to be like, "Eh, it's nothing like the book. No, it's good enough, damn it. That feeling. Like every moment I was like, yeah, this is kind of how I felt when I was reading it. They got it right. They did. They did. The music was right. The vibe was right. The feelings that the actors and actresses, et cetera, portrayed—like it all felt right. It was all like, yeah, this is this is Paul. You know, this is this is how it all goes down. This is what's going on. I, I I can vibe with this. I got no issues. And that's when I was excited too, man. I went, all right. You got my thumbs up. You got my approval. I'm totally on board for this Dune. I cannot wait to see some more. And that was the thing that. It didn't didn't kill me, but it killed me. It's got
1: to the end, and I I knew they they had already announced a part two, but I wanted more in part one also. Uh I said it in my tweet. I would have sat there for five hours to watch the whole movie. This well done, and that, so many little attentions to detail, and there were so many things that I just went, yes, and I pointed at the screen. I was like, yes, there's that. There's that. The the little Moedib mouse, the little mouse dude. All this little details and stuff. Oh, it was so cool, so great. What a, what a great time! I'm just sad we have to wait. What is it? Two years until part two?
0: Maybe <sighs> more, depending on how the world keeps going. Who knows? I'm not putting any kind of hope into that. It's just two years. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's got official officially a release date, so I don't mm-hmm. know. Hopefully, hopefully everybody's back on board, and it's not like, hey, here's part two, and all the actors are here, but it's you know Star Wars Last Jedi style and just. I can't imagine that would happen, but...
0: I got to imagine this is a Lord of the Rings scenario. Yeah. Where they just kept recording and you're just not getting it. I would hope so. Because it would be really weird to be like, oh, hey, yesterday you were with her, but now on screen you're like a year and a half older. You know what I mean? Since those, since Paul and whatnot, they're young. You know, I mean, the changes. But are you're big,
1: so. a year and a half older, so you don't notice because your eyesight's starting to go, and you get. That's a true. Big, a and I got, well,
0: I lost an eye. Remember, man, I lost an eye. I got one eye. It's bound to happen. Someday, I'm losing that eye, so I can become my hero, Colonel What
1: What's going to happen is the day before <laughs> it comes out, you're just going to go, just start carving We're, in there. I'm going to wrench that Chris. I run run fell Chris out of a knife. tree.
0: I fell out of a tree. That Chris is going straight in the eye, man. Bam! Pow! That's what's happening.
1: <laughs> but see, even that. Just awesome details like the knives, the mouse, the this, the that. What a great show. Can't wait for part oh. two.
0: And I, I'll mention this, too, before you end it. The mom, she's doing such a good job being shady. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, like in the books, it was such a such thing you're like, man, she is not looking out for Paul like she should be looking out for Paul as a mom. She's got ulterior motives. She does love her son, but she ain't on board with her son 100% and, she and, still
1: has all these ties to the order yeah all these more yes, so exactly. than than you got in the original movie yeah yeah
0: so and they're doing a really good job of giving you those moments where you can see her looking like that's a moment you should be looking proudly at your son instead you got this calculating weird look in your eye mm. oh man I better I better scratch my chin and keep an eye on you and it's like yes <laughs> rightfully so Rightfully so.
1: But I think that was pretty much it for me this week. There were a bunch of games that I meant to play. Yeah, I was supposed to be talking about playing Inscription over Halloween night because it's the spook game for spook times. And Yaks Like a Dragon just, just ate my whole life up. So that's it for me this week. What about you, Eric?
0: Well, gosh, bless. Already did the old Duner. We tied it in. So, bada-bing, I did also watch that. Had a good time, as I just talked about. I've been playing some Diablo II Resurrected. Having a good time. Trying to only play it when I'm playing with my buddies, though, so I don't wait. I don't want to say waste time, because I have a great time, but you know what I mean. I got a lot of games I got to get back to, so I'm trying not to play that one if I'm solo, but it's hard, folks, because it's just candy, as I said, and our wonderful little, little Patreon exclusive. It's a game I'm comfortable. I get in there, and I put on some tunes, and I can just go and play that for hours, and I don't care. I just don't care. Nothing, and I'm like, "Ooh, that is so tempting." That's just like me when I turn on my anime or whatever. My brain turns off. I just go through the motions and I'm just cruising. And I'm like, "Yes, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want."
1: And I mentioned it to you on the watch plane, you know, I found that battle arena in Yakuza like a dragon, and I had to complete it. Well, guess what I did last night? Even though I've already completed it, I went from floor 1 to floor 30 just just sitting there just killing stuff uh-huh. there's no reason for it i have all it got all the rare materials i don't need anything that it gives me anymore and i just went here we go i sat back i was drinking some water you know i had my wrestling up on the ipad and i was just all right i did it i beat it again what am i gonna do now and i had the thought of maybe i'll just do it again and i'll just start from floor one again ridiculous
0: you are ridiculous. You were just chastising me, saying I shouldn't play Final Fantasy VII Remake again for the third time. You can't do yeah. that. That's t- that's totally different. <laughs> what a forty-five hour commitment's different from a three-hour commitment. It's I mean, complete... a commitment's a commitment.
1: <laughs> now, see, now it's totally different because I have been and am playing this game. I didn't mm-hmm. like put it down and then go maybe I should play that all through all of that again. No, no, no sir. You you can't get away with that. I
0: one. can't twist it that way. I can't do it. All right. No. Fine, fine. So I've been enjoying that playing with uh, a couple pals of mine, mainly one pal cuz the other pals I never see online anymore. I love that game. Diablo 2 is just it's got a special place in the heart. It always will and since they bumped it up with the graphics, you know, I've already discussed it? it. Just looks so good. It feels so good. It feels so right. I always want to get in there. In fact, I want to get in there right now, but I will restrain. Because the other game, Matt, as you kind of mentioned before, Tales of Arise. I will beat this game and finish this game. I am so determined it is ridiculous. And last night proved a reason why I love Tales of Arise. Okay? I got to this spot, got back to where I was when I had the abandoned ship before because I lost all my potions all my life. So all the things got out of there, grinded my way back up to that area, so all these portals, these portals went to these cool little like uh, elemental astral spots with you know these treasures behind a set of baddies, and uh, I said, "Oh, okay, here we go." And as I do, sometimes I just got in that vibe; it just felt right. I got in those battles with these mini bosses, beating the mini bosses, boom, brand new armor, super super powerful, super shiny, boop, that character just got a, a really awesome upgrade. Look at that! I'm going to the next portal, boop, mini boss, pop 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 pop. pop. Beat that boss, smoked him. Said yeah. Open the chest. Oh, this character now has a spectacular upgrade. Boop, and it just kept hitting me in the brain. Matt just pa, pa, pa. So I went through them all, and then I get to the water one, and all of a sudden it's a real boss. They they shook it up. They you know, oh, you thought it was just be mini bosses for all of these. No 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 no. We snuck a we snuck a real boss in, and the real bosses if you beat them, they give you this key which permanently enhances your CP. So, it's a big deal, you know, you want to find all these dudes and whatever to, you know, make sure you're as powerful as you can be. They made him crazy, right. Thing was, was his weakness was fire, your main character, Alfin, well, at least my main character, that's who I utilize, because you can utilize whoever you want, is Alfin, he's fire. Well, I smoked this dude, smoked him down, and then they said, that's not it, Eric. What? All of a sudden, he transformed into, like, a super, super boss, and went super saiyan. Doesn't matter. He was still water. So I smoked him again. Got another great piece. All of a sudden, all my characters, now, they got the boss XP, which leveled them all up so I was able to get another point. Every last one of them got ultimate armor. Every last one of them went ahead and just... All the things. All the things. It all happened. I was like, oh yeah, that's it. And then to just put the cherry on the cake, I walked forward to the actual spot I was supposed to take a teleporter to go up to the next big, big scenario. And right before it, heal spot save spot elevator back down to the beginning of this entire stupid dungeon so now i can teleport all the way up to this end game spot and i went yes there it is that's what i needed now i can go out now i can go grind and screw around a bit get all my potions back up get all the things come back come back go through that thing and experience what may be the last boss? I don't know. I'm not sure. Probably not because there's still a few big bosses, man, I haven't completed. And as I told you, or actually I told the patrons and you, there's like these four elemental dungeons where the thing split off, did some stuff, magic, blah, 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 you know, RPG stuff. Super dungeons. I haven't been able to do those. I wasn't high enough level. I'm just now getting to the point where I could probably go back and give it a shot. But it might be challenging. I don't know if I can do it. So I don't know if this is the end. And that's like the Dragon Quest type end game. Or if it's going to be like the fake end. And then I do have to go do those four super elemental dungeons. To gain whatever it is they have to fight the last boss. I suspect that's the case. I don't know. But I... It's just getting closer and closer, and I got to do it because ultimately, even though I complain and I'm aggravated because this game is taking way longer than anybody ever told me it was supposed to, it's still fantastic and fun. And that, of course, is what I've been doing, Matt. But this next part, Matt, okay, this is important because I'm super torn on this next part. You got a game. You got a game that you're going to talk about mm-hmm. that's coming out, new release. And it's got a lot of, like, a lot of little pieces in it a lot of little flavors that i like mm-hmm. but it's got a big flavor i don't usually like
1: but it doesn't have anything to do with that flavor it's completely oh. different as oh i as God. i told you from the demo oh
0: and you get to tell me even more
1: what we're talking about is voice of cards the isle dragon roars which came out on the 28th of october developed by Alim, published by square enix and this is if you remember from a few episodes ago this is the completely card based or tabletop RPG-based rpg based rpg that's that's what it is it's framed in such a way that, you know, you're basically sitting across from a dungeon master who you don't see, but you everything is played out on a tabletop with cards. Like, all of your characters are cards. It flips over, you know, a physical card on the physical tabletop that exists on your screen, and then that, you know, you see the stats and all this stuff, and everything is laid out like as if somebody is putting it in front of you, like, I've laid out the map, which is cards turned over, and then you move your piece onto this card, and it flips that one and the ones adjacent to it, and you see, oh, it's a forest tile. You move up, 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 up. Here's a mountain tile. Here's deserts. And it is basically just a traditional turn-based RPG. It just has this presentation over the top of it. So when you think of, like, card-based RPGs, it's not Baten kaitos where all your moves are on cards and you spend those to activate your thing. It's not... You know, a a deck builder in any sense of the word, because you don't collect cards. It's just everything is on a card. It's like if we played, you know, if we played like Arkham Horror back in the day. All your stuff is on cards, but you don't like card battle. It's just I'm using this bloop. There it is, and then you do the action, or you roll your dice, or whatever. And that's that's the cool thing that I really like about it is. The story is framed in such a way that you know this dungeon master is telling you the story as your characters go through it but then the presentation is so cool that you know like i said you're moving on the world map which is a bunch of cards individually all across the world and you're flipping them over when you get into a battle like a whole nother i think i've said this before when we were talking about the demo like a whole like battle table like mini table comes out and it's got like dice there it's got like a little gem cup cuz each turn you generate a gem which you use for your special abilities and it's just it looks it's physically there i mean it's not really cuz you're looking at a screen uh-huh. but it's it's physical items that are you're using and i don't know there's just something really unique about it and i maybe it's just the way i love the the tactile sound when things are moving like when cards are flipping it sounds like cards are flipping you know you and i have done it a million times oh yeah And at its core, it is a fairly basic turn-based RPG. It's just the presentation is everything is on a card or everything is represented by a card. There's no like 3D model of a character walking around. It's you move your piece, you get into a battle, the big secondary table comes out, and then your cards are laid out of your characters, and below them is a card with their stats on it, and they kind of go to town. Now, I haven't been watching too many reviews of this or getting too much into gameplay because it's a game that I want to play, as per usual in my releases. But from the demo, when I played that, which is kind of a side story or like a prequel to the actual game because you play different characters in the main game than you did in the demo, the one thing I really loved about the combat was... And, and the story segments, too, is the cards kind of animated a little bit. Like, you know, when your character like steps forward and then bows to the queen. The card itself kind of shimmies forward and then rotates 45 degrees to show that when characters are excited or something, the card kind of jumps up and down. The portrait doesn't move. It doesn't animate that way, but like the card itself is like, Hey, I'm, I'm moving around. I'm doing the action. When you're doing a spell or an ability, the card will kind of turn on its side and shoot out some arrows or whatever that stick into the other card It's really unique and a fun presentation for what is essentially a basic system. I mean, it's just a traditional turn-based RPG. There's not a lot of flash to it other than the presentation. And that's one of the weaknesses I've heard about this game is the combat's kind of simple, which it is fairly simple, and it's kind of easy too. I've heard that bosses are pretty easy to beat. But I've also seen just on Twitter today as I was looking for, you know, a good hashtag to put on our Twitter post. People are saying, oh, I've been getting lots of game overs now. Huh. Guess I just need to grind and farm some more. Whereas all the reviews I see say, that's ah, pretty easy. No problems. No nothing. And the story is pretty basic. But since it does have Yoko Taro involvement, I've heard there are twists. But if you're an expert on his kind of games, you can maybe see those coming a little better than traditional people. But it's a simple, fun, turn-based RPG with a really cool presentation. And here's the part I got so excited to tell you about, Eric. Here's the best part. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take a sip because I'm, I'm, I'm parched,
0: and I, I want to mm. get this one out good. You I'll know? sing it. Matt's got to take a sip at poo to finish his game of the week. And here it is. One
1: of the reviews I watched, traditional review, second review I watched. Oh, wow. Here's a great RPG for you guys. And don't worry. This RPG doesn't take 40 hours to beat. (laughs) It doesn't even take 20 hours to beat. This is a pretty simple, straight through, no problems, 8 to 10 hours. Unless you want to do everything else involved. But anyway, moving on to the other thing. Uh And I went, you just breezed over it. It is not 8 to 10 hours because as soon as I get in here, that's one of the cool things too, is when you talk to characters in town, you kind of unlock a little bit of their lore. And in the demo, it was locked to like one line. But each of them had like three or four different things you could learn about that character and you know sure he's if you just look at him from the front he's a beggar in town but that first lore piece just in the demo it was like hey yeah he seems just like a beggar but he used to be really high up in this citadel until his wife left him and then this and then there were like three other lines that you could unlock if you talked to this character or interacted with him same thing with all the monsters if you beat him a certain amount of times you unlock more and more lore about him and, you know, you're grinding monsters, you're going through dungeons all the time anyway. That adds a little bit more to it. You know, it's just like, you wouldn't know, but just like in Hades, when you fought and killed, you know, 50 of this specter or this demon, you could go to your codex and see, oh, oh that's how they started off in life. This is why they got transformed into this in Hades. Oh, kill 100 more to unlock the next piece. So for things that are just throwaway stuff, oh, I'm just killing imps. But now you're going to learn about them. You're going to learn why they became imps or how they work or their society or something. Uh You're going to learn little nuggets about enemies, people in town, all kinds of stuff you don't think about in RPGs. It's just an NPC. But he might have a tragic backstory like that one dude I saw in the demo. So all kinds of great stuff here. And hey, there's a way to sync... 40 hours into it, Eric. If you're going to uncover the secrets of every person and every (laughs) enemy, fight that boss seven times and unlock his great story. Why not? But I got to say, this game looks fantastic. It sounds fantastic. It looks like it plays fantastic. I can't wait to play it. Whenever I have free time to play a game, I can't even play Inscription. That was the game I was most excited about all this year. But Voice of Cards, the Isle Dragon Roars, if you're looking for some turn-based RPG with a very unique and fantastic presentation, at least play the demo. There's a demo on Switch available right now. I'm assuming it's available on PC as well, the demo. Get into it. Play it. If you like the looks of it and the sounds of it, check out the full game. It's pretty cheap. Voice of Cards the owl Dragon roars.
0: Roar! Go play Roar. it! Roar! And of course, while you're on that Switch, you might as well just stay there, everybody. All right, are you old? Are you old like me? Are you old like Matt? I got the game just for you and your friends and or family to just make you fight and hate each other and have a good old time. It's Mario Party Superstars, everybody. It came out October 29th. It was developed by ND Cube, published by Nintendo themselves, because why would it not be? It's, you know, it's Mario. It's got all the crew in it. This game really struck my fancy, all right? I fell off Mario Parties pretty long ago, probably after two or maybe three. And what's funny about that is, hey, everybody... Uh, this is a combination of one through three, the the actual OG N sixty four freaking Mario parties, and that's when I fell off. Is after those, all right? I didn't play the other ones. Didn't have friends. No, you know, I mean, I just lived a life of solitude and I didn't have time for that. Well, it's true, man. Don't don't look at me like that. Don't be like, what? Wait, man. Hmm.
1: I w- I wasn't doing that. I was smirking because I was I was gonna get you with this afterwards and say. None of my friends played Mario Party. We played big boy grown-up games like Star Fox and GoldenEye. Oh, we didn't play a little hop and bob. We would turn, turn the <laughs> controller and make you make yeah, your palm well, bleed. You know.
0: Apparently, you don't know how devious and evil these games were, okay? Mm-hmm. All right? Because they were so fun and so frustrating, and they made no sense. And, of course, this is what everyone's going to tell you, and it's just the goddamn truth, so that's why everyone's telling you this. Mario Party's are just the most wonderful board game in the sense that you can get around your friends, you can get around your family, and you're going through these awesome boards that have all been beautifully reconstructed from the OG N64 ones, hundreds of mini-games brought in from all the different Mario parties of old. Now, the only downside, of course, is there will not be in this one any of the old Switch wiggle-waggles and all the weird gimmicks and all the things. This is OG, as Matt said, grind on that, that... you know, knob until your freaking thumb bleeds or your palm bleeds or whatever. Click the buttons in the appropriate order. This is all old school Mario Party. It doesn't have all the newfangled stuff. But it takes all them old levels that you remember, that you remember having so much fun with your friends, getting angry. Because, as I was saying, as in any board game, you could be in last place, but one stroke of luck, one stroke of bizarro... And all of a sudden, you're wrecking your friends. You've stolen their stars. You're in number one spot. You take the win. Your friend's throwing the controller. Everyone's flipping out. You're drinking another shot of Jim Beam, and you're wondering why the hell this is happening to you. Now, mind you, when these were out, I probably shouldn't be drinking Jim Beam, but, you know, whatever. I'm just saying. Just saying.
1: Drinking another shot of Squirt or Verners. That's
0: it. Yeah, Verners or Hot Damn in our instance, which is also something you probably shouldn't be drinking.
1: Verners.
0: <laughs> we don't endorse underage drinking folks it's bad for you don't do it but anyways a wonderful time these are the memories i have watching a bunch of gameplay of the new one it just brought it all back because as i said it's got all the old school games in it none of the wiggle waggles none of the newfangled stuff which i appreciate it kind of was something that a lot of people stuck on that they didn't like that they really did like some of the new uh mario party game for the you know the mario party for the switch how they handled a lot of the games and toggling and moving and this, that I don't like that. I like that old school vibe. I appreciate it, so I'm glad they did it. The levels that they brought back are all really cool and unique and have a lot of fun. They got like beginner levels, intermediate levels, master levels, so you can start off easy. But anyways, there's gimmicks on the levels themselves, so if you don't make it in five turns to this particular spot, you might end up having to get warped back to over here. Uh, On one stage, like Bowser, he moves around from spot to spot, and if you hit the Bowser spot, he screws you over, obviously. So you, you can send that to other people. You can move it around on the whole thing. It's it's a lot of fun. I'm just telling you right now, if you do have friends, you got family, especially if you got family, this is the title you want to pick up for the Switch and just have some good old-fashioned board game fun with Mario and the party. It's only got like eight, nine base characters that ain't like the new ones. Like I told you, this is all old school, so go in accordingly. But I am stoked. I'm going to probably get it for the family for Christmas, just saying. But they can probably hear me if I said that loud upstairs. Can't wait to play it, everybody, and you should play it, too.
1: Now, I was going to be so mad at you, and I was going to call you out right here on the podcast and say, "Oh no, why are you talking about the stupid Mario Party game when this other game is released, this game that both of you and I have talked about, and we're both sort of hyped for, and we don't want to get, and I had, I looked, I was, I, I did my due diligence right here as you were talking about Mario Party, and I looked, and I was like, where's the release date? Because all the reviews are hitting right now, and I want to talk about the giant backlash about it. Oh, that game comes out next week, technically. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to this. When early reviews, that doesn't happen anymore. Reviews just come out like the day of, and they go, oh, yeah, it was actually crap. I'm oh, sorry for all you pre order fans. Oh, gee, mm-hmm. jeepers, creepers. But I still feel like it's a valid thing we could talk about at the end of the episode. But I'm not going to give you crap yet. I'll give you crap next week if neither next of us week. talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I could give you justfully so the same amount of crap if you're not the one who covers it. So don't give me that.
1: No, but I talk about more indie stuff. I've, I've that's true. Specifically that is your main gone yeah. that way. Yeah.
0: So I guess it'd be more angled in my direction. The knife would go deeper into me than it that's would right. into you. Yeah. I would just go. Shh, shh. Oh, that's just a. It's a baby cut. Ah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in a black goop for just a half hour, and I'll be perfectly fine.
1: <laughs> I wish that was a real thing. I would go to the doctor so many more times if they were like, "Hey, just sit in a bathtub full of black goop, yep. go under it, and then like creepily come out mm-hmm. when somebody wants to talk to you. When it's time for the podcast, it, this would be yeah, this, just the laptop. Up. The laptop would be sitting on like on the bowl of the toilet, you know, with the lid down, and you'd be oh, like, yeah, "It's punch. time for the podcast," and I'd go. Hey man, I would put my put my like 900 pounds forearms on the edge of the tub. I'm ready to go.
0: Let's do this. Beautiful. Oh, would be beautiful. God, you know what else is beautiful, man? Woo, some keys. Golden keys, you know what I'm saying? Diamond keys perchance. I don't know. These things. They're beautiful things.
1: Here's how beautiful it is. I mean, we got Shift codes for Golden Keys at Borderlands 2, which is a fantastic game that we'll never play again because we played it like through 1,700 times, and it's too much and we can't do it again, except we could totally do it. I could be a guns or you could be Kree, you could be great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then we got the diamond key in Borderlands 3 because our buddy Randy Pitchford went, hey, I hear a lot, a lot of people are doing community challenges and doing fun stuff. Here, have a diamond key for that diamond chest. And I went, that's pretty cool. And I retweeted it and I went, man, I don't even know where that diamond chest is. <laughs> I was so focused on the community challenge. That's all I've been doing these past two to three weeks. Uh-huh. Is I've been getting in there and going, Man, how can I how can I help the community out? And I don't even know where the diamond chest is. Do you know, Eric? You don't know.
0: Oh, I know. You don't know. Oh, you don't know. lie to me. You're lying oh, to me. Oh I know. You know why I know? Because I watched Randy Pitcher's video that he put forward that wasn't from him, but you know, he threw it out there. That told me where it was, man. So you
1: don't physically know, though. Your thumbs don't know. (laughs) Only your eyeballs know. know.
0: But my eyeballs know. So that's how I learned because I've never opened a diamond chest in my life either, man. Never once. And I went, wow, isn't that pretty? Wow, the walls all rotate and go crazy and things happen. Man, what's it like to be an actual true Borderlands player these days and know what the hell's going on? Well, here's the thing,
1: too. We are notorious for not cashing in our shift codes when they put out the codes for the keys. We never cash them in because we're just busy and we're lazy. But one shift code that I did put in, and I did put in another one, it's the shift code for the Sniper Community Challenge because that was completed. We got the new head. I don't remember what it looked like, but as soon as that shift code came out, I went on shift.gearbox.com or whatever it is, and I put it in. So I have it. I have that one. And I thought, man, I need to start doing this for the keys. And then I never did it for the two rounds of keys that came out. But that one's done. The one that I could not help with, even though I ran around in Borderlands all the time going, how can I get a sniper kill with no sniper rifles? That one's done. So now we're moving on to a takedown community challenge. Clear the takedowns 65,000 times. 65,000 completions in the takedowns, the Maliwan Black Site or the... What's the name of the other one, Eric? Go.
0: Oh, don't put me on a spot like that. Yeah, I can't. Names of me, it's impossible. Malawan, Blacksite, and the and the Final one that fight. you could
1: almost do solo—that we could both almost do solo with the,
0: with the thing and of the jumpies, and jump, 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 jumpies. It was so much fun. I actually enjoyed this one. Oh my god! <laughs>
1: <laughs> but sixty-five thousand clears of either one of those, not individually, but together—that's the next community challenge. It should be a fun one. And that one actually involves the community because you can't just go and solo those unless you are super solo Jones. That's one of those things that everybody should play together and then clear it faster, obviously, because it's for you doing the thing, having a great time, killing stuff. I remember, hey, I remember our clears. That was a wild, like, teeth gnashing time of just like, oh my God, are they going to get me up? Oh, here they come. Here comes that really good mm-hmm. guy. He's
0: tanking the boss. Fantastic time. And of course, it was... Take down at the Guardian Breach. Okay? That's,
1: see, as soon as you said it, I instantly remembered. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, that's totally it because there were Guardians and they breached.
0: Yes, the Guardians yeah. and the really cool thing, the really cool mechanic, which I thought was going to come back and be a stick for them. And then we kept praising it and praising it and then uh, it didn't happen. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe someday it will happen, though. Maybe they'll actually get some cool platforming challenges that aren't just based off, you know, hitting a bad guy with... Five billion HP over and over again.
1: But something that will happen regardless, and I have put in two requests for games for them to do this on. Gearbox is doing an extra live stream on November sixth, which is Saturday, and they put out a tweet saying, "Hey, what games from the Gearbox catalog do you guys want us to want to see us play?" A bunch of people said stuff like Risk of Rain two, and I went, "Uh, uh-uh, no, no." I only saw one other person in the reply to that say the game that it needs to be, and it needs to be Battleborn, and I said, "Hey." I know, I know you guys have an internal private test server, you could boot it up, you can get ten people from the office to play five rounds of Battleborn, that's what you gotta do, or you just play Brothers in Arms Hell's Highway, which is a fantastic game, and I would love to see that again, but they're gonna be playing something, it hasn't been announced yet, but Extra Life, raising money, for a good cause, check out your boys at Gearbox and support them too.
0: God bless, Matt. you know, I would love to see that, but you know they're not gonna do it, There's not gonna happen. But I, you I could; they, they could do
1: it. All the stuff ba- you remember know, they, all they the they stu- all the pre stuff. Things. They had the spectator mode. It was in their private internal test dev server. You remember that? I Jim remember that.
0: Jim already confirmed. I said, "Hey, can I just make my Battleborn characters up in you know some uh, Tiny Teenage Wonderlands?" And the character creation, and he said, "Nah, that's a great idea, though. That doesn't have anything to do with Battleborn. No, it does. They buried it six feet deep, Matt. It's gone." Battleborn is gone. They want to act like it didn't exist. They're gonna, they're gonna bury it. It's gonna be so deep. They're never gonna bring it back out. They don't even want to bring it back out for a character creation that it could easily be done and allow me to have a great time. I don't. They're not gonna do it.
1: I still have faith. Remember all the times when people were like, hey, uh Randy Pitchford himself would say, man, there's all kinds of stuff we can do with Battleborn, and it doesn't even necessarily have to be a Battleborn, too. Uh, there's uh-huh. more in the future. It's a great time to be a Battleborn fan. He might not have actually said that part, but I, I added that in part. there because that's, yeah, a, it, yeah. that's a it speaking good. thing. Yeah,
0: I like it. It feels good. It feels right. You know what? I'm, I'm coming around. You're right, Matt. Have hope. Be, oh, yeah. be optimistic. This is it. They're going to put some Battleborn on. We're all going to put on a smile. We're all going to see our favorite people in Battleborn again. And then Titan Teen Wonderland is going to come out, and I'm actually going to be able to be Phoebe, and I'm going to make her a melee character, unlike what they told me, that there are no melee characters because they're full of it. It's going to be awesome.
1: Here's what's going to happen. That test server will have actually been repurposed for something else, but they'll be like, hey, we have footage of like the two best slash worst Battleborn players. Let's air that and pretend like we're playing. And we'll be watching them be like, yeah, they're playing Battleborn. And then they'll see <laughs> a little Pendles sneaking around named Doc underscore Funky and, and Alani following him called Mahaga. And I'll go, wait a minute. That's that's us. That's our footage. That's oh, our footage did. that we submitted for our, our epic contest that we did. Yeah.
0: That would be amazing. I'd be very happy with that.
1: The two best face-off players in the entire world ranked number one and two. Number there it is. Two. No, no,
0: not one and two. One and one. That's it. That's we're right. the best. I would like, once again, man, I really want to be with you on this. I really do, but I just remember a very bad night one time of face off. <laughs> that, that went really, really poorly, and I was very sad. And uh,
1: it wasn't our fault. There were other people on that team. It's, that's it's true. It's not our fault.
0: Yeah. But most of the time, you're right. We smoked them. We had a good time. God. Hey, what a good game, you know? Battle Born. That's what the game needs to be. If you listen to Gearbox, make it happen, make it work. Get it back on there. Tell the folks what's up. But they probably won't, but maybe they will. We want to get all that money donated. We want to raise money for the children. So you got to do what's best. You got to do what's going to get the folks in there donating and having a good time.
1: Or second best Brothers in Arms Health Highway.
0: Yes, or do some Brothers in Arms, which, once again, you've been working on that new title for 122 years. So I know what you're doing.
1: You're trying to get revenge for me making you sad. Now you're trying to make me sad. I won't let it happen. I won't stand for it. I'm st- I'm staying positive and happy. You can't bring me down, Eric.
0: It's not happening <laughs> today. You can't bring me down. Oh, uh, one thing that does bring me down, man. All right, I just want to bring up. You know, Activision Blizzard, man. It's been wild. Alright. You got you got old old Big Dog himself at Activision Blizzard. Bobby he's sacrificing some of his, his money and whatnot to help the company out and supposed to look like a hero. You got of course all sorts of folks at Blizzard being tossed out for, you know, sexual discrimination and all sorts of problems. You've got people leaving World of Warcraft hand over fist. You've got games like Diablo 4 Overwatch to being indefinitely delayed. You've got the two individuals um, oh, what's their names? Uh, O'Neill and Yabara or whatever who are put over top of Blizzard after uh, Dingus left and then all of a sudden O'Neill's like yeah I'm just leaving. Yeah I'm gonna go figure out how I can change like the world, the gaming world and how uh, people are treated and fair wages and this and that and this and that. And I, At the end of the year I'll be doing my own thing and look forward to that. Which I found super weird. After three months, literally three months ago, you were put in charge as a co-partner with Yabara, So it'd be a male and a female overhead of trying to see where the company's going to go. So that's just bananas on its own. And then, like I said, with these delays, what in the world is going on, man? What's happening at Activision Blizzard over there, Matt? I mean, well, we I, we know. <laughs> World of Warcraft's losing money hand and fist, which was kind of their big moneymaker. Besides, of course, on the Activision side, the uh, Call of Duty, which is the infinite moneymaker.
1: You keep saying it's losing money hand over fist, but you also have to acknowledge there are still over a million players in there, which means over $120 million a year raked in, guaranteed, like we talked about off-air. I got I, I, got, I got two things I want to say about this. One is we talked about this off-air before the show, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it was... Something was going on for a long time because, I mean, even before any of these allegations went down or any of the big stuff happened, their release schedule was just slowed to a crawl all Mm -hmm. the time. Diablo 3 took a hundred years to make. Oh, yeah. It was notoriously bad. It was forever until Overwatch came out. And then, hey, Overwatch 2 is announced and then it's just forever. Well, remember, Overwatch was supposed
0: to be its own whole different game. And then they scrapped that whole new uh, Adventure MMO or whatever the hell it was going to be. And then scavenge the pieces into overwatch yeah
1: and so it was something was going on in there to just be a like a they're like a once in a generation game releaser we like will will make is for the ps4 era and then now maybe diablo 2 resurrected is the only one for the current gen because everything was just so slow to come out and it was just weird but the other thing i had to say As I went, hmm, let me look at the more details about this Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 delay. And I saw the screenshot of the announcement that they put up. This was the ultimate corporate speak release. It didn't just say, sorry guys, with all the things that are going on here, things have been really crazy and we have to push back two of our big releases. In plain speak, in normal human language. But it went no. These two have been pushed back into the future to a later release date than we than we had originally envisaged. Envisaged. Get out of here, Blizzard. I'm not standing for that kind of stuff in a video game <laughs> delay release thing. I'm not going to throw that because that's expensive. I'm not going to throw that because that's really expensive and that's a collectible. It made me so mad. I read that and I went just. It felt so full of itself. We're going to announce it in this fancy hoopity-hoo way. Instead of just being stripped down, down to earth, there's a lot of stuff going on here. There's a lot of bad stuff we need to root out of here, and we need to put our focus on that instead of this. That's all you had to say. But instead, they they buttoned up their, their company top button, and they straightened their company tie, and they asked their lawyer, hey, what should we say? And they said, say nothing. And then that's what they did. I don't like that. I don't like it, and it made me mad.
0: No, but uh, we've had a systematic problem for years with Blizzard, though, and this is what I'm worried about, is the fact that, first off, yeah, corporate speak is just one, one whole spectrum of stupidity. But on top of it all, there's real problems. Blizzard has been getting later and later and later and later and later with releasing titles. The one thing that allowed them to keep doing that was the World of Warcraft. It was just as here's this giant fountain of pure money. We can screw everybody over with every other title of ours because this thing just keeps spouting money. Now, yeah, one million players isn't something to shy away from. It's still money. Don't worry. It's still money. But it ain't what it was. And they're still having all these internal problems where their games are just taking longer and longer. And you'll see that the directors are just getting tossed out or leaving, and then a new director, new director, new director, new director, new director. There is something at the core just not right anymore. They are not able to come up with the ideas, produce the results. That Blizzard once, you know, was the whole, oh, Blizzard game, you know it's 100% great.
1: Well, and it's been years since that core team was there. I mean, this has been something that's slowly been flaking off. For a long time. I I mean... Well, let's be
0: honest. It was the acquisition of uh, when they got put under Activision. That's when you started to see all the core members retire and or leave for the most part. That's when it all began.
1: What I don't get, though, is how could anybody not see that that would happen? You got bought out by a big company that churns and burns its games. So, yes, you can't just be art house, get it done when it's done. You know, we're all... We're independent. We do our own thing. Now you have the timelines. Now you have the deadlines. Now you have the that sort of damnically is just dangling over your head the whole time. So yes, all the original people are going to leave because now it's a totally different environment and a totally different atmosphere and a totally different corporation. And the craziest part was
0: they didn't even meet up with the deadlines of Activision though because they still took years to release you know their titles. And here we are again. They revealed, you know, Diablo 4 what, 4 years ago, 5 years ago. And here we are. Still oh, it's just, a, you know, it's indefinitely just gone. Hey, you know, and here's here's the big shtick, though. You can do that for Diablo. We already used to it. We did it with Diablo 3. We we went through the freaking, you know, 14, 15-year delay for that game. You can't do that for Overwatch. You built, you said, and here, they might renege on this, so, because they said we're done with Overwatch to focus on Overwatch 2. Okay, well, you made it seem like Overwatch 2 is on the horizon. That makes sense. Go ahead and sunset Overwatch, and you're going to have Overwatch 2, which isn't even a real true successor, but more of like a hybrid successor to Overwatch. Okay, we're all on board. Oh, it's just delayed indefinitely. Okay, but you've got an eSport behind this thing. You've got money. You've got all sorts of schnips going on. You can't just be like, oh, yeah, well, the next one, uh, uh, we don't know. Someday, maybe seven years from now.
1: Well, in that article that I read from Kotaku, shamefully, I, I have to shamefully admit that was the first one that came up where I saw that screenshot and it made me mad. They said, oh yeah, and they also did say that Overwatch League is still going to run its next season on an early build of Overwatch 2 in the spring. That that also bu- that, boggles yeah, the mind. That, let's mm-mm. let's run an eSport that is churns and burns millions of dollars and has dedicated teams and people who get paid to play it on an early build of a game, you can't do that. How could you do that? It has to be, like, set and locked in stone. Somebody's going to win millions of dollars playing on this half-busted half engine, this yeah, engine that's I, not I even finalized.
0: That nobody else, not all the viewers, none of them can ever touch or play or even understand the core mechanics of what even is happening because it's a different game.
1: I'll, well, I'll give you this, though. That will make people watch. If you want to know what Overwatch 2 is going to be like, Mm -hmm. this is the only chance you have to do it.
0: And study the moves, skill sets, the new abilities, etc., and how to manage those levels, blah, blah, blah.
1: And as much as I don't like watching eSports, because it's just not for me in most senses, I just thought, man, that actually sounds kind of cool. I tuned into a couple games. Hey, especially, hey, look, they're picking their lineup. Oh, look, there's my favorite character. Now I have to watch this game and hopefully see what that character's doing to see how it's changed, all this stuff. Maybe that bit is smart. I still I still have a big issue with the running on an early build bit, but if that's the only way for you to see what Overwatch 2 is like or see the new things or the new this or that and the new setup, now people have to watch it. Now people are going to watch it because it's the only way to get it. It's not smart, but it's kind of smart.
0: Yeah, there's, there's some truth to that. But I think overall, I don't know, I I personally am more agitated because I want to play Overwatch 2. I want to see the characters. I want to know the moves that I enjoy doing as I'm doing them before I see all the big timers do it. And then now all of a sudden I go, oh, OK, well, when I finally get Overwatch 2, uh, I pretty much got to make sure I'm using these three abilities and then tagging around here doing this because this is what you do. You know, that's what the professionals do and instead of just naturally getting into my own rhythm and then being either cheerfully surprised at, oh, look, I, you know, I kind of do what this Yahoo, the best in the world is doing, even though I suck way more than that person does. You know, the gist of it. I get what you're saying.
1: But at the same time, you know, I used to watch League of Legends esports all the time, World Championship Series, and they would play a lot of my favorite characters, but they would play them so differently and so Like, in a not fun way for me. When I would get that character, I'd go, oh, but what about this that synergizes with this? You know me. Uh I I do that stuff anyway. That's how I play the Game of Thrones board game. I'm just going to circle the wagons and boat around the world. But I I just, it feels weird to me that, like, I get it. I get what you're saying. That's your impression, so that's how you feel like you have to do it. As opposed to being freeform and then seeing it. But even when I see it, I still just snake right off the path and I go do my own thing.
0: Uh Mm-hmm. It's just all-in-all all troubling. you know. They're indefinitely delaying a game that really should not be indefinitely delayed. They showcased Diablo 4 years ago. It was supposed to be a mainliner at a BlizzCon, which got abruptly thrown off the plate. Then they tried to give you uh, Diablo Immortal for the phone, which that still isn't even out yet, for goodness sakes. And that was a whole fiasco, and they still haven't released that. Like, nothing Blizzard is doing is happening. Nothing. And they've got hundreds of employees, Matt, in this huge studio doing absolutely nothing. All we know is that they're fighting tons of accounts of sexual discrimination, harassment. What the hell was this place up to?
1: I got to play devil's advocate for here for a second and not just to be a dick. All those people who are there, they're working hard on something. They're not doing nothing. All those, all those people in their cubicles with the tippy taps and tack, tack, tack. That's what they
0: get paid to do. They get paid. They're to do working something.
1: hard. Whether the big dogs on top are not releasing stuff, and they're doing all, you know, you know, what I'm saying they're, that's where all the bad stuff is. Mm-hmm. Don't. I just feel like we. I just feel like it sounded <laughs> like like everybody at Blizzard does no. nothing.
0: No no no, 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 no. All these no, no, hundreds no, no. of people who work there, screw them. That's not no, what we're saying. The percent not it. We know how corporations work. <laughs> Us mindless goons in the in the cubicles, we're all working nine we're to five. We're good we people doing stuff. I didn't, I didn't say or touch the, anything the, bad. I'm the just, upstairs, we're here they're the ones who are making the real decisions. They're the ones with the problems. I'm just saying we know how it goes, but in general, the view is Blizzard's turning out nothing.
1: Yeah,
0: Nothing for years and years and years. All these employees, all these assets, what is happening? All these allegations, lawsuits, problems, craziness it's just crazy the cancellation of blizzcon and then the wording of well oh, we got to see what the future holds for blizzcon and like how best we could present blizzcon which i totally told you already totally means there ain't going to be a physical blizzcon again we're going to do like a playstation uh you know show kind of deal from going forward i'll be shocked if it's otherwise and i
1: think the result of that is going to depend on the result of this lawsuit from the state of california suing mm-hmm. them you know for all this horrible stuff they've been doing Maybe you won't have a BlizzCon anymore because you won't have a Blizzard anymore. And by that, I don't mean like everybody's (laughs) fired, but maybe (laughs) here's a total rebrand. You know, Mm -hmm. all the leadership is out. All these new people are in. We're gonna maybe try and pick up a few projects, but we're just gonna clean house—not fully clean house, but you know what I'm saying. Clean the top out. Get get all the get all the soot out of the chimney, and then we're gonna rebrand as Cold North. There you go. Cold North, we're Cold North, we're Snowy <laughs> Peak Productions, and we're working on fantastic artisanal games and they're going to come out every now and then, but they're going to be well-made and well-manufactured in a positive environment that's good for humans and good for the workers underneath. I I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. This blizzard will slowly just like sink away. The results of the the lawsuit will come out and then there won't be a blizzard anymore. It'll just be restructured into something that
0: Something else something within else. Activision. Yes. Yeah. That still releases the Blizzard games under something else because the name is getting tarnished, the brand's being tarnished, a comeback. is not impossible, but...
1: You can't have BlizzCon when what everybody thinks about Blizzard is horrible people doing awful stuff. Yeah. You will have world of warcraft con wild con 2021 i don't know whatever it is
0: something yeah who knows i just know it's bad news bears and as i told my brother i think unfortunately you know besides my diablo 2 which i'm playing i'm gonna let blizzard just sunset and if they surprise me down the road cool but i'm not gonna actually like focus on their games or pay attention any longer because it just sucks having to wait 8 to 12 years to even get a word of a game i'm like if i count my life in this measure i'm going to be dead in two games you know and that's not cool i don't i don't like that one bit
1: I was going to dig in there and say, yeah, what games are you going to focus on? What games are you going to pay attention to? They haven't released any games in the past, like, three to six years.
0: Exactly. It's ridiculous.
1: (laughs) But you know what we don't want? A giant break between your comments, your feedback. Tell us what you think about the whole Blizzard thing. What was your last favorite Blizzard game? Were you a kid when the last one came out? I don't know. Send any kind of feedback at all. Any comments, questions, concerns. If you just want to say hi, email it to us. ThirdShiftMe at gmail.com. Find us on the Twitter
0: machine at ThirdShiftMe and find us on Meta under ThirdShift. No, silly goose. Facebook still exists, everybody. Meta is the parent company's name. You can go find us on the old Facebook just like you always did. Don't worry. Come on over. I haven't been programmed to do anything else that I'm aware of at this point. You're probably safe, too. You can come on over to Facebook. Say hi. Come communicate. Have a good time. I'm over there. The day you see me do something crazy, then maybe get off Facebook because I'm sure I'm susceptible to the crazy. So I'd be one of the first to go.
1: I deleted my whole phone because Facebook changed its name to Meta. I took it and I went (laughs) format phone. And it went one setup again and I went no and I threw it in the bathtub. I threw it in my (laughs) bathtub of black goo. That didn't heal. That (laughs) That thing was broken for sure.
0: (laughs) I still didn't get an answer. I don't know. I don't know why Meta's so scary. You know, we all know we're going to inevitably be living in that multiverse where we're in some kind of sim world. You guys and gals all knew this was happening. I don't know why you're acting like you're terrified because Mark Zuckerberg's leading the way because he's some kind of rude robot man. There's all the robot people in in charge. It doesn't matter what one does it.
1: Sweet baby rays. You can't have that on the bookshelf. It belongs
0: in the kitchen. (laughs) It was so weird. It was so weird. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. But I know what's happening. We're closing out the show because I'm (laughs) going to tell you about the very next
1: episode, which will be (laughs) dropping on the 11th of the 11th month. You can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out.
0: We really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it, and we appreciate you heading over to that old Patreon because Matt, he jumped right on it because we got on a Facebook discussion, but I'll say it does exist. It's a tip jar. Please, head over there and enjoy. And if you don't want to, you can support us in so many other ways, like those five-star ratings like we always talk about and that I always say at the very end in some kind of weird way. Just do it. Just do it. It's like Nike, you freaking fools. Fly, you fools. Fly over there and give us a five-star rating. You
1: know that? There's nothing else to say but... Don't forget